This video is brought to you by Mint Mobile. This holiday season, buy any three-month Mint Mobile plan and get three more months free by going to mintmobile.com slash Merle. Stay tuned after this video for more info. Hello, everybody, and welcome to my hotel room review for The Whale. Thank you for sticking with me as I travel around trying to catch as many movies as I can before these awards season's voting deadlines come up. The Whale is the latest film from Darren Aronofsky, and usually especially because it's been five years since Darren Aronofsky's directed a film, his name would be the top draw, but instead it is star Brendan Fraser, who has been the talking point for The Whale since the movie premiered at the Venice Film Festival back in September. Hollywood loves a good comeback story, but this isn't just empty publicity. Fraser is incredible in The Whale, giving a career best performance that, should it win an Oscar, will not only be a fairy tale second chance for the actor, but a richly deserved award for his work. Fraser plays Charlie, a morbidly obese English professor who's too ashamed to show himself to his students, even though his classes are conducted over Zoom. Charlie's life was struck by tragedy, and ever since, he's been on a slow march toward death that appears to be in its final stages. The entirety of The Whale pretty much takes place in Charlie's apartment as the few people that he lets into his life cycle in and out. His most frequent visitor is his nurse Liz, played by Hong Chow. While not trying to save Charlie from himself, Liz is enabling his destructive eating in a desperate attempt to keep their friendship and Charlie alive for one more day. Hong Chao is also currently appearing in the menu where she steals nearly every scene that she's in, so she's having a really great year, but we see a completely different side of her in this movie. Here we see a person who is damaged, like Charlie, struggling to balance love, pain, anger, and guilt as she watches her friends slowly die, and I think there should be as much buzz around Hong Chao for this film as there is for Brendan Fraser. Sadie Sink plays Charlie's teenage daughter Ellie, who hasn't seen her father in years and is basically bribed to keep him company. Ellie's a borderline sociopath who resents her father for walking out on her and her mother several years earlier. And what truly lies beneath that anger is one of the movie's bigger questions. Is what we see of Ellie a facade, or is she truly a dangerous person? It's a really great performance from Sadie Sink, and when we look back in history, this may prove to be 2022 the breakout year for her as a major actress, because we see a different side of her in this movie than we've seen before, and I think that her acting in this movie surpasses even her wonderful work that we saw this summer in the latest season of Stranger Things. Ty Simpkins plays the other major player in the film, Thomas, a door-to-door -door evangelical who believes that Charlie's salvation lies in turning to God. Simpkins is good in the movie, but the role seems to be the least critical of the main parts in the film, and I didn't really know how much of a purpose it served beyond some expositional requirements for the story. The Whale is an adaptation of the stage play from the same name by Samuel D. Hunter, who also gets screenplay credit for the film, and I do think that there are some areas where a little more adaptation could have been used in order to make the movie more cinematic, and I don't mean by taking us out of Charlie's apartment, I just mean story-wise. There are some things that play better better on stage than on screen. The acting in The Whale is really the movie's salvation because I think in many areas the depiction of Charlie is iffy at best. There's a scene at one point in the movie where Charlie storms around his apartment literally eating anything that he can find and it borders on the comical which is not the tone that the movie needs to strike at that moment and I understand that perhaps the scene was meant to show us the depths of Charlie's despair and just how self-destructive he can be but Fraser's performance really is able to convey that more than this over-the-top sequence could. I understand that it's a fine line. 
you have to show Charlie's life, the difficulties of his life, how he ended up in this situation in order to establish his character. But I think at times the movie treats him as kind of a sideshow attraction. And again, there is an element to which the world treats him the same way, but the world can treat a character in a different way than the movie treats him. But I just think that there was something missing there, a perspective missing there, and things don't quite come off as they should. The real highlight here is Brendan Fraser's acting, and it's what pulls this movie back from the abyss in many places, because this could have been a disastrous film in anyone else's hands but Fraser's. And I really can't understate how great he is in this movie. I know that some people will look at the subject matter and the prosthetics and think that this is another example of an actor turning to makeup to win an Oscar, but Fraser is heartbreaking as Charlie, a complicated man who mourns his losses but also makes no excuses for his choices. He's also not presented as a magical, tragic character. I think that Charlie is delusional in many ways, but his delusions are delusions that see the world in a brighter place. In a way, it's almost a self-defense mechanism to shut out the real cruelty and tragedy of the world because this is a character that has experienced enough of it. So even though these delusions are perhaps not healthy for Charlie, it also gives us insight into his character because we want him to live in the world that he sees. We want everyone that he encounters in his life to have the best intentions when that may not necessarily be the case. And one thing that I do like about the handling of the subject matter is it's not always expressly told to us who has good intentions and who has bad intentions, and that helps us to side more with Charlie. Do you ever get the feeling that people are incapable of not caring? It would be easy to rely on the makeup for this performance, and I think that other actors, even good actors, probably would. But after a few minutes, you don't see the makeup. You don't even really see Brendan Fraser. You see Charlie. It is a transcendent performance that I honestly didn't think that Brendan Fraser was capable of, and it alone is worth seeing this movie. Now, I have to admit that my own personal life experience may have somewhat colored my opinion on the movie itself, because... I have had family members that struggled with obesity. Some of them are not here anymore. So it could very well be that I looked at the movie and the way that the movie treated Charlie and saw some of my own fears for my loved ones. And perhaps that even kind of put me off some of the depictions of Aronofsky and the character of Charlie. Because a critic does bring their own experiences to a movie. Now, I don't think that should necessarily uh, completely change your opinion on a film. You shouldn't view a film only through your life experiences. But I think that every critic also does view every movie through their own experience because that's what critics are. It's all subjective. This idea of an objective critic is a false one. All of us bring our own perspectives to film criticism, and that's why it's important to have as many different perspectives as we can so that we can see these movies through as many different eyes as possible. And my eyes saw some things in this movie that other eyes may not. So while I was put off by what I saw as some exploitative tendencies by Darren Aronofsky, the character of Charlie is really something that's going to stick with me longer than the movie The Whale will. And I will be rooting for Brendan Fraser this award season because this is 
is one of those times where there's a great classic Hollywood story where somebody could win an Oscar that's the culmination of a career or a big comeback, and it's for a performance that actually deserves it, which isn't always the case when it comes to the Oscars or awards in general. So Fraser brings me over to a recommendation on The Whale, which is opening this weekend in limited release, and then we'll expand beyond that. What do you think? Is it something that's on your to-do list? I think it's a must-see for anybody that wants to be in the know for awards season. Let me know down in the comments below. And before we go, I want to thank the sponsor for this review, Mint Mobile. This holiday season, the best deal in wireless can only be found at Mint Mobile. Right now, when you switch to Mint and buy any three-month plan, you'll get another three months for free. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you order and activate from home while saving tons on phone plans starting at just 15 bucks a month. I've been using Mint Mobile long before this holiday deal, and this is the perfect time to switch. You're already saving money over what you were probably already paying on your wireless bill, and think about those extra stocking stuffers that you can get with another three months free in your pocket. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network, and you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan, or if you need a new device for a limited time, you can also get six months of free service when you buy a select device and plan. For a limited time by any three-month Mint Mobile plan and get three more months free by going to mintmobile.com slash Merle. That's mintmobile.com slash Merle, M-U-R-R-E-L-L. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash Merle. Thanks to Mint Mobile for sponsoring this review and thank you for watching it. I'll be back very soon with more movie news, reviews, box office, and more. Until then, stay safe and I'll see you then. Bye.